welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Growing and Healing, a message from Pastor Azalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Mark chapter 2, verse 17. You have it, say, I have it. When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Hallelujah. And I want to preach to you something that I've already disclosed on Wednesday but I want to reiterate and put it out in front of you today it will be a theme throughout this month and the focal point of this year the vision that the Lord I feel has put in my spirit for greater faith this year is growth and healing growth and healing hallelujah If you feel a witness in your spirit about that today, would you just close your eyes with me right now and would you begin to lift your voice and pray with me over the remainder of this service that God's word would go forth today with clarity, with precision. Lord Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful. Thankful for what you've done in this house already today. God, thankful for the healings. Thankful, Lord God, for the word that's been delivered already. Thankful, God, for the encouragement that's been poured out. Thankful, God, for the petitions that have been answered. God, I'm asking you right now that your word will go forth clearly, boldly, precisely. Lord, that it would speak to every area of our life. God, that this vision for 24 of growth and healing, God, would not just be something that is abstract in our mind, God, but it would become a reality in our life, uh, that it would become personal, God, uh, that it would come into our homes, uh, that it would come into our families, uh, that it would come into this region. Uh, Lord, we declare it by faith together today, uh, Lord, that this year will be a year of growth and healing uh, in Jesus' name. Come on, would you clap your hands to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I mentioned it on Wednesday night, but I want to declare it again to you today. 2024 will be a year of growth and healing for Greater Faith Apostolic Church. Healing from church trauma and personal trauma. It will be a year of personal growth and growth as a church body. If a bride and a husband, how many of you are married today? A couple of you? Some of you aren't owning it. You're just keeping your hand down. Lord help us, Jesus. There's healing. There's healing. A bride and a husband are going to produce, it's imperative that they are healthy. 
Reaching for numerical growth before pursuing health is a mistake. Healthy marriages produce healthy babies, which grow up to make healthy families. Numerical growth is a natural byproduct of a healthy church. For someone to heal, they must be willing to address the problem. Have you ever met someone that refused to go to the doctor? I feel like people are getting elbowed right now. It's obvious to everyone around them that they are in need of medical attention, but they refuse to go. What happens? Eventually, they don't function correctly, and they become a burden on everyone around them when all they had to do was pursue healing that was available to them. In order for me to heal, I must recognize that I have an issue. I must be humble enough to admit that I'm not qualified to diagnose or treat the problem that I have myself. I need a physician. I've heard in the medical field, doctors, nurses talk about a couple of challenges that they face today that they didn't used to face in days gone by. The number one challenge they say they face with patients is WebMD and the internet. <laughs> People think five minutes online replaces years of medical school and experience. So they come into the office having already diagnosed themselves before the doctor ever gets to meet them or evaluate them. They said the second challenge is insurance companies that legislate treatment through bureaucracy. Hear me today, church family. There will be people in your life that want to control the outcome of your treatment and your healing so that it best suits their agenda. It is time for Greater Faith Apostolic Church. It's time for you and me to realize that we need a physician. I don't just need a physician. I need the right physician. Not just a symptom treater. But I need a specialist that is willing to find the root cause of my issue and help me with my healing. Ah. I need a physician that knows me, that knows my history, that knows things about me that I don't even know about myself. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord told Jeremiah, 
before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I need my maker, the great physician. I need Jesus. I need his diagnosis and I need his treatment plan for my life. And I need to stop worrying about what someone else's treatment and healing that they think that I need for my life. And I need to pursue my healing with the great physician, Jesus. For healing to happen, we have to stop relying on the church to just help us feel better from the pain of our symptoms. Mm. Praise God. But rather, we must allow the Word, say the Word, to begin to cut into our life to help us discern the cause of our issues. Mm. Hallelujah. You can come in here and feel better in an atmosphere like this. But if you don't allow the word to examine you and work on you. It's just going to be a matter of a short time before you feel the same way again. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Hear it. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I had somebody ask me the other day, what's the difference between soul and spirit? And my answer to you is the word will show you and only the word can show you. Only the word can discern. Ah, oh, hallelujah. God have mercy. And of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Mm. This word, hallelujah, will shine a light on the interior of your life, and it will reveal to you what the root causes are that need to be addressed so you can have the healing that you need. Hallelujah. If I'm going to heal, I have to surrender the scalpel to the physician. I have to allow the word to cut on me. I need the great physician to cut out the infections, the bitterness, the wounds that have festered, the prejudices, the places that I don't want to deal with in my heart in my mental health, in my emotional well-being, and in my character. Ah, hallelujah. I need to let the Word work on me. Yeah. 2024 is the year I surrender the scalpel to the physician, and I let him decide what needs to be cut out of my life. 
I'm going to let the Lord discern the thoughts and intents of my heart. I'm going to let him decide if it's for my good or if it needs to be removed. Hallelujah. We are pursuing healing this year in Jesus' name. Healing from the trauma of sin. Sin causes trauma. Uh, Sin causes trauma. Listen, I I just felt a check in the Holy Ghost to not rush past that one. You know why? Because so many times we point our finger mm, at the wrong causes of the trauma in our life. Let me tell you something. It's not somebody's fault. It's sin's fault. Sin causes trauma. And if I allow sin into my life, it's going to mess stuff up in my life and inside of me. I've got to let the word work on the sin issues if I'm going to have healing in my life. I'm going to pursue healing. From the pain of my own stubbornness. My God. My God. Mm. Felt a special amen over here. (laughs) Healing from my self-inflicted wounds. Healing from the malicious intent of others. Healing caused by the selfishness of others. Let me tell you something. There are times when we are hurt by accident and there are times when we are hurt on purpose. But whether it was on accident or whether it was on purpose, whether the guilty party is sorry or not, I need healing in my life. I need to move on from the trauma this year so I can grow in Jesus. I want you to come with me this morning to the book of John chapter 4. And we're going to begin reading with verse 3. If you've ever read this chapter, it is such a revealing and amazing story about the character of God. It's the story, the infamous story really, of the woman at the well. And we're going to pick it up. It's a long story, so we're just going to read a few verses throughout. We're going to start verse 3 and 4, then 7 and 8 and verse 9. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. This was the route that he was taking to get to Galilee. Verse 7, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. So he's traveling with his disciples. He's coming through Samaria, and he comes to this well of water, and here's this Samarian woman. Mm, Hallelujah. Who has come here to draw water. And he says give me to drink. Verse 8 says for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Verse 9 then saith the woman of Samaria unto him. How is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me. Which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Everybody with me? 
First thing I, I want you to see here is Jesus went out of his way to reach somebody who needed healing. Mm, this was not the route that they would normally travel to get to Galilee. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. And I'm telling you right now, that very thing is happening right here in this region. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. I feel an unction of the Holy Ghost to say to you something that is not in my notes today. But about a year ago, Jesus said, I must needs go through that tri-state region because there are people there that are in need of healing. There are people there that have been living on the wrong water and I need to visit that tri-state and bring healing to this valley. This woman was there, the Bible says, at the sixth hour. This was noon. It was hot. There was no one else around. She came on purpose in the middle of the day to avoid other people. The pain of your wounds will try to keep you isolated. Let me tell you something. If you're talking to yourself more, then you are talking to the fellowship. If the voice in your mind is the strongest voice in your life, uh, then you may be drawing your water at noontime. Uh, you need to change the schedule uh, and say, God, I'm going to put myself in fellowship uh, with a body of believers uh, that will encourage me, that will edify me. Uh, God, I'm going to visit that place where you can speak to me uh, and lift me up. And here comes Jesus. He invaded her safe space. <laughs> and he asked something of her. You hear it? He asked something of her. If you want to heal and grow in 24, then expect Jesus to show up in places that you planned to be alone. Expect him to ask of you when you feel you have nothing left to give. That was the condition of the woman at the well. She expected to be alone. And she did not expect to have to give of herself at all. She was alone because she believed she had nothing to give. When Jesus shows up uninvited and unexpectedly in your life, hear me today, he is going to ask you to draw out some water. He's going to ask you to open up your spirit. When the conditions aren't suitable and you just want to be left alone, he's going to say, lower that bucket into the well. And let's see what comes out. What are you going to draw from that well at noonday? Will it be resentment? Anger? 
disobedience, delusion, prejudice. Mm, Don't miss this next point. When God asks you to give of yourself, when you feel like you have nothing left to give, it's because he's trying to show you what you've hidden at the bottom. You ever have a loved one come to you when you got nothing left? All right, you're all perfect, so I'll give you my, I'll, I'll, give, I'll have myself a little session here, right? When it's late in the day, you know what I say to my kids? Daddy's almost out of gas. And they know that means go to mommy, <laughs> right? Because I'm almost out of gas. I ain't got much left to give. I know, I know the patient's well is almost dry, right? But sometimes they just barge in because they're excited and they want to just share or say whatever it is they want to say. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing or how distracted I am or engrossed I am in something else. And guess what I find out right then, Rusty? I find out what's at the bottom of my well. And sometimes God's got to let you run out of every resource that you have so he can show up when you least expect it, when you feel like you got nothing to give, so he can show you, hey, this is what's at the bottom of your spirit that you've tried to cover up for too long. It's time to draw it out so we can deal with it. The woman at the well, she was self-diagnosing by revealing what she believed about herself. She said, why are you asking anything of me? I'm a Samaritan. You Jews, you religious people, you holy rolling apostolics, you have no dealings with us. Why are you messing with me, Jesus? You know I'm an alcoholic. You know I'm addicted to pornography. You know those apostolics won't accept me because I'm addicted to my vanity. Why are you messing with me, Jesus? The church has already judged me. Just like the woman at the well, some of you have believed the diagnosis of others about your life. And you have been content to draw your water in isolation. I've come to tell you that enough is enough. Jesus is walking through this region uh, and he is here to meet you uh, and reverse every diagnosis and label uh, that somebody else has put upon your life. Uh, And he has come to reveal to you that there is no vice, uh, there is no problem, uh, there is no issue, uh, there is no diagnosis uh, that he is not capable of dealing with, uh, delivering you from, uh, and healing you. In that moment, she revealed that she was letting the temporal blind her from the eternal. 
Jesus and answered and said unto her in John 4 and 10, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Jesus was asking for something temporal from her. Something earthly. Mm. He was asking for something that was hard to give. And she was allowing it to blind her from what he was there to give to her. Jesus is going to ask things of you that you don't want to give. But the exchange is healing for the thirst you cannot quench yourself. John 4, 13 and 14, read, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, talking about the water of the well. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Mm. Jesus wants to exchange what is hard for you to give for something that you cannot give yourself. He wants to give you everlasting life. Mm. Everlasting life. Oh, hallelujah. Moving on to verses 15, beginning with verse 15, John chapter 4. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come hither to draw. She's saying, I want that living water you're talking about, Jesus. He said, go, call thy husband and come thither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. He said, you've been honest with me. About the issues You've revealed the thirst problem In your life ah. Jesus reveals That she has been Self-medicating And what she would have preferred To conceal And what she didn't want to deal with Her addiction to relationship Was her self-medicating To try to fill a void That only Jesus could fill let me tell you something. Your flesh is going to offer you a substitute. And it's going to say you can fill that void with relationship. You can fill it with sin. You can fill it with this and you can fill it with that. And that's the very thing that Jesus is going to ask you to draw out when he shows up and is ready to bring healing to your life. Ah. When Jesus asks you to repent of something, to release something, to reveal something, it's not to embarrass you, it's for your healing. The toxicity of our self-medication must be dealt with for us to have healing in our life. The lady at the well had a thirst problem. 
Let me tell you, there is a thirst inside of you that can only be filled by living water. It's a water that brings healing. But you have to be willing to let Jesus identify the issue so the exchange can be made. Are you still with me? It's time to stop holding on to bitterness. It's time to stop holding on to pain. It's time to stop holding on to opinions that are a barrier to growth in our lives. It's time to stop believing lies about ourselves. It's time to stop using vanity as a shield. And it's time to let go of the past and the offenses of others so that we may be healed. You know what vanity as a shield is? It's acting like you don't have an issue. It's acting like you don't have a problem. It's coming in and looking the part, but knowing inside there are things that are unresolved that eat at you every single day. Mm. Last night, the Lord began to speak to me, and he began to highlight some areas that are going to receive healing in 2024. I don't believe that this is an exhaustive list, but I do know that God did highlight these areas to me. First of all, I want you to know that this year there will be healing in ours and yours and this church's finances. I gave you an easy one first. <laughs> Faithful tithers, I want you to hear your pastor today. God is going to bring healing to your finances in 2024. The Lord spoke that to me clearly. I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost on me right now. I'm telling you that God's bringing healing to your finances this year. You are the head and not the tail. You will not be behind. You will be above. Some of you are going to be done playing catch up week after week after week. You're going to be the head. His blessing will be upon you. His favor will be a shield around you. There's going to be healing for our spirits this year. Wounds, bitterness, prejudices. You know what prejudices are? These are opinions that have held us hostage. That's what a prejudice is. It's an opinion that holds you hostage and prevents you from growing. God's going to bring healing from the pain of trauma, the pain of loss, the pain of misunderstanding. There are people in this room right here today and listening online right now that you allowed a thorn in your flesh to become a thorn in your spirit. But I'm telling you today that God has healing for the wounded spirit in 2024. 
Some of you are going to quit mourning for Saul and you're going to let go of things of yesteryears and you're moving forward with healing in your spirit in Jesus' name. Financial healing, spiritual healing. There's going to be family healing. Let me tell you something. There's going to be healing in the marriages in this church. I'll say it for the people in the back. There's going to be healing in our marriages in this church. I love to husbands and wives are going to worship together they're going to pray together they're going to teach Bible studies together come on they're going to plan for the future together come on they're going to raise and train their children up together in the nurture and admonition of the Lord there's going to be healing in our marriages there's going to be healing In our children. God is going to build bridges. To estranged. And distant children. Of families in this church. Probably at least five or six people. Should have run the aisle when I said that. Because I'm looking around this room right now. And that word hits home. For people here and for people who are not here listening online. God is going to build a bridge. He's going to build a bridge to estranged and distant children uh, who have rejected the church and the ways of God. Uh, I am telling you, healing uh, and forgiveness is coming to those kids' hearts. Uh, Whether they're grown adults or teenagers, uh, it does not matter. But I'm telling you, just like God uh, warmed my heart for Ironton, uh, God is going to warm the hearts uh, of children who are not here today. Family healing. And there will be church healing. Spiritual root diseases. And I know that's abstract. For some of you, God's going to help you discern what that means. And some of you just say amen. But spiritual root diseases are going to be healed. Here at Greater Faith. Immorality. Financial irresponsibility. The damage of gossip. Pains from the past. Failed leadership. That's right. I'm your pastor now. And like she said, you're stuck with us. And I'm not scared to take the bull by the horns. And I'm telling you right now, sometimes you got to call stuff out. You can't avoid the elephant in the room. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be healing from the immorality, from the financial irresponsibility, from failed leadership. God is coming for the remnant, and he is going to rebuild, and it's going to be greater and better than anything you could ever have imagined. And with healing will come growth. Our finances are going to grow. Stewardship 
is going to bring growth through the favor of God. Oh, look, I know I'm stretching you. You're not used to me preaching this long. And I won't preach this long always. But you need to walk with me today. Does anybody need a restroom break? (laughs) Walk with me these last few minutes because you don't want to miss this. Because God's bringing healing and God's going to bring growth. And there's going to be healing in your finances, but not just healing. There's going to be growth in your finances. Jim, I was driving down the highway the other day, and as sure as I am standing here right now, God quickened things to me about your business. And I am telling you that God is going to multiply your business, Jim went. And there are going to be other business owners in this room that are going to experience the multiplied blessing of Jacob come upon your business. You're going to get phone calls for contracts that are going to blow your mind. What is it? That's the favor of God coming upon your business. I'll never forget the service at Calvary in Columbus when God moved upon the preacher. And he declared just out of nowhere, he said, God is going to raise up five millionaires in this church. And he went and he put his finger in the chest of every single one of those people that God led him to. And he didn't know all of them. And every single one of those people became millionaires in that church. Listen, if talking about money offends you, then I'm sorry. You need to spend a little bit of time in the book because that book talks about money a whole lot because money is directly connected to the condition of your spirit. And when God puts the multiplied blessings of Jacob upon your life and he releases favor upon you, it's because he wants to use you to funnel finance into any time revival and for the growth of the kingdom of God. Ah. It's going to be in such a way that it doesn't matter what other people do. This is what happened to Jacob. God's going to bless you no matter what. Other people won't be able to hinder it or stop it or alter it. It's going to be growth in our finances, in our spiritual maturity. There's going to be growth in our spiritual maturity. You and I will become less offensive. Hmm. And less likely to be offended. Mm. You know how that happens? You become overwhelmed with gratitude about what Jesus has done for you. (laughs) And when you realize, my God... (laughs) If God would have judged me the way he could have judged me, then I wouldn't be standing here today. So it doesn't matter if you're kind or unkind to me. I'm not going to be offended by what you do or don't do. I'm not going to be hindered by what you say or don't say. Whether I'm chosen or overlooked, whether I'm elevated or put down, it will not matter because my flesh is not going to be offended because I'm overcome with the gratitude of what God has done for me. Mm. 
Hallelujah. Spiritual maturity will help you not be offended and jealous in the church body. Ah, praise God. You know, Hannah would have never received her miracle baby if she would have been offended when the preacher accused her of being drunk. She had to step over that offense and keep pursuing her healing, and the healing came. Listen, if you're scared of being offended, you're sitting in the wrong place. Because if you want to be offended, there's nothing more offensive than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it will confront every area of your life that needs to change. I want confrontational truth in my life. It's the only way that Christ can be formed in me. There's going to be growth. In our spiritual disciplines, faithfully returning the tithe, giving willingly of my time, talent, and treasure, giving sacrificially and without the need for thanks or recognition because it's my good pleasure. Mm. Keeping God first by faithfully attending church every time the doors are open and not succumbing to the weakness of my flesh. The Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I am prophesying to you right now what I believe the Lord put in my spirit, that there will be a faithful attendance of over 100 members every Sunday by the end of this year. Let me tell you something. We don't even need to evangelize to do that. We just need the people who call this place their home church to stop treating it like a tourist destination and make it a priority in their growth and in their healing. If we'll pursue healing, we'll blow that number out of the water. I declare to you, we are going into 2024 unencumbered by every self-medicating substitute and excuse that kept us stuck in 2023 in Jesus' name. If you believe it and receive it, would you stand to your feet? Would you clap your hands? And would you just begin to give glory to God right now? Praise God. Praise God. And I'm closing. John chapter 4, verse 24 and verses 28 and 29 read this way. God is a spirit. And this is Jesus talking. It's read in your Bible. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Let me tell you something. From the first Wednesday that I came here last year I knew there was no problem with spirit but this year we're going to add a whole lot of truth 
to mix in with that spirit. Mm. Hey, that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Verse 28, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Jesus knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows how to heal you. He knows how to help you. Jesus, in his final words to the woman at the well, helps her see that the revealing of the truth of her issue and her willingness to deal with it is now going to bring her into true worship and relationship and intimacy with him. Her healing was made sure when she stopped being defensive and was willing to be vulnerable with Jesus. And watch what she did. Are you ready? She left her water pot behind. What she came for, the substitute, the symptom treater, the mask over the problem. She said, I'm leaving it here because I found something that's real, something that really heals, something that really transforms. I found not something, I found someone that knows me better than I know myself. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.